Hello and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LabRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on August 8th, 2022. I'm Rob, editor-in-chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by a returning guest, Brent. Brent, how was your week? Hey, it's good to be back on Ado Rumble. Ado Rumble. Um, Ado Rumble. Okay. So uh, the week has been pretty good. Um, I've actually had some free time, so I kind of got back on anime Mm-hmm. trying to uh finish some of the shows that i've actually stopped watching or so i've caught up on uh homie can't communicate i've finished finally black clover Ooh. or or what's out as is they're still i think they're still making the last season or whatever um let's see fairy tale i'm on the last season of fairy tale oh, that show that that anime actually grew on me. I didn't like it at first because I thought it was just weird and corny. But mm-hmm. yeah, for a shonen, it's it's grew on me. It's not bad. You know, I liked it too. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I sort of got to that point where it's a lot of just like, oh, now they're on to the next arc that feels f- fillery. So I sort of fell off of it, even though I liked it a lot uh, starting it. Yeah. Once you got past that, I, I, I. I muscled through it and now I'm at the point where they're like, you know, they're kind of, it's pretty much the main, main arcs. They're, you know, the stakes are high again and Mm -hmm. people are going all out and going crazy. I've also had some Hawaii withdrawals. So I've been looking up poke places around, you know, one hour within my vicinity. So. If anyone's got some poke recommendations, send them my way. Actual poke bowls, I'm not that into because it's just too much, uh, like raw fish at one time. Where I'm more on like I'll have it for an appetizer kind of thing. For my week, uh, it was a little bit uneventful. Not too much happened. Uh, I did go to a concert, but I'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. Probably the one of the bigger things I did was watch. Some of the Evo 2022 Street Fighter 6 top eight. I think I tuned in during like the tail end of the loser bracket. So it was about like two matchups and then they got to the grand finals. I was not familiar with like any of the contestants. It's pretty crazy because a, a lot of it was like a Japan players and then that one American player. And then it's just like a big old comeback story because the American player super like got match point early into the like um the match but the japanese player just like went crazy it was like the whole thing where you're playing and then the computer learns your play style kind of thing it felt like that yep. but it's some pretty crazy and- stuff other than that like like uh i haven't i sort of fell off like a uh, k dramas and anime in the past few weeks because there's just nothing that was like super catching my attention the only one that i'm super following right now is a uh, extraordinary attorney Wu, because a lot of the dramas that i have in my queue right now they're all super like serious and i just want something light so that was anime pokey evo 2022 and a concert that we'll talk about more later and now it's time for new releases in this section we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous week starting off on the third we've got yena with smartphone and then we have a japanese release by kepler with wing wing and on the fifth, we've got Benny Blanco, BTS, and Snoop Dogg with Bad Decisions, followed by the much-anticipated Girls' Generation with Forever One. And on the eighth, we've got Golden Child with Replay, 
and The Boys Are Timeless. Brent, among this week's new releases, which would you pick as your favorite? Uh, let's see. So, default-wise, I would pick Girls' Generation Forever 1, but that's not what I'm going to pick. I'll talk about them later. <laughs> so, I actually picked the Benny Blanco BTS Snoop Dogg with Bad Decisions, because I actually saw this, this video just came up on YouTube, and first of all, this video is pretty funny. So, it's Benny Blanco... He's basically an army and he wakes up on concert day for BTS. And like, so he wakes up in his room is just filled with like BTS pictures, posters, like topped up everything everywhere. You see, it's just their faces all over his room. Mm -hmm. So he's like getting ready. It's, I don't know. He's just like, if you're an army, you pretty much can relate to this video on concert day because he is just. <laughs> Hyped. like he's really high at one point he's um he's like in his home theater basically dancing to uh disco and he has this light stick the bts light stick in his hand and he is just grooving with the music video and stuff but uh and as the song playing so it is they say bts but it's really the vocal line so it's jin jimin v and jungkook and they actually don't appear in the video which is you know they're busy boys so mm -hmm. but snoop dog he does show up he's in he's in his uh oh, i forget what year it is but it looks like an impala and he you know he he's just doing his thing but but mainly it's it's just benny blanco getting ready for this concert at the oh what is it called again the um, so bank of california wow. in la where twice had their concert mm. i was looking at it, i was like that that stadium looks familiar i was like oh yeah i was there <laughs> man the song itself it's actually it's very reminiscent of bts songs that we've been hearing for the past couple of years like singles it sounds very on brand with them and snoop is in there i could do with or without snoop Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems it seems kind of weird to not that it's weird to have him there, but it would have been nice if I think if at least one member of rap line was there to flow with Snoop because I know he could do it because years ago Snoop collabed with Psy. Uh, I forget what's the song called. I think it's called uh, Hangover or Hungover. So him and Sai did a song, you know, and Sai, he they're going back and forth. Sai's doing his thing in Korean and Snoop is being Snoop. So, I mean, they could do it. They could have brought at least one member of Rap Line, I feel. But, uh, I mean, but it's a good song. It is, like, it's a song that you could just groove to. I'm actually surprised that you didn't go with Girls' Generation, but you sort of did, like, sneak it oh, into we'll a different... Oh, we'll talk about them. Don't worry. We'll you talk snuck about it them. into another section. I'm trying... <laughs> okay, I'm going to try really hard to not make this a Girls' Generation episode, you know, so... Well, that was sort of the reason why I went straight to you to be the guest know, this week, but... I know. But yeah, I for know. this song, though, it's, like, getting into it, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, but after I sort of compared it to another song... It's I sort of like it sort of like started to fall off for me because um I think the instrumental sort of sounded like Katy Perry Friday Night or whatever that song's called Last Friday Night I think it had the yeah. same bass line and like guitar line to it but it's it's a pretty catchy song if you sort of ignore that 
um, you could sort of tell that maybe the three the three artists were just they never saw each other. They probably just like did their own parts in their own 100%. places. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. But for sure. Uh, before I get to my pick, I just wanted to shout out Yena, my girl. Uh, her song was fun, but just her sort of pop rock Avril Lavigne vibe is sort of like not my favorite uh, kind of genre. But it was, it was a fun video too. And then Girls' Generation, it's just amazing that they've all come back together for, for a song together. But for my pick, I'm going to go with Golden Child Replay. This is probably along the lines of something more that I would be into amongst the the list. This list was pretty small this week. But this is an electronic pop dance song with a slight funk vibe to it. The chorus reminds me of something that you'd hear in like a recent sonic level or what you'd hear during a movie during like a high scene or something like that and just the chorus itself it's pretty catchy but they pad out the song by including a lot of like vocal sections in the like pre-chorus and stuff like that so that was benny blanco bts and snoop dogg with bad decisions and golden child with replay in the new segment we'll share some of our picks for what happened in k-pop for the week so brent what did you bring for news this week so we got some uh, renewal news for me. Um, August 8th, Korean time. Starship Entertainment announced that five members of Monster X have renewed when the, the, the Machne IM decided not to renew. But good news for fans is that they will continue as a full group as Monster X. The boys ain't going nowhere. And um, this is this is great news. I, I like Monster X, man. They... Those guys, man, they make some good songs, man. Mm-hmm. They look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm liking that companies are more open to this kind of thing. Like with groups, like having members not in the same companies anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that they're more willing. Companies are more willing to, you know, work with the artists and try it out. Even though it is harder now to like get everyone's schedule together it's been proven god seven has proved that it could be done mm-hmm. and can be done successfully and so you know i'm excited that we're gonna get more music from monster x you know let's let's get it nice yeah that's great that they're still deciding to stay together even though most of the group is still together i think in general if we get the full member comeback it's it's probably going to be a little bit more um, spread out compared to if they were all still in the same company. But that's still great that they're able to do that like Mamamoo and God7. But like I said, it'll probably be a little bit more spread because especially that they're doing their own things, even if they're in the same company. So that was Monster X's contract renewals with I Am deciding not to renew. For my news this week, I've got Blackpink's World Tour announcement. On August 1st, Blackpink released a comeback trailer for the pre-release single. They also announced their comeback and their upcoming world tour. Later on August 9th, they announced the first wave of dates for the tour. The tour is kicking off October 15th and 16th, 2022 in Seoul, followed by Dallas on the 25th and Houston on the 29th. On November 2nd, they'll be in Atlanta. On the 6th and 7th, Hamilton. 10th and 11th in Chicago. 14th and 15th in Newark. On the 19th, they'll be in Los Angeles. And on the 30th, they'll be in London. On December 1st, they'll be in London. 
on the 5th Barcelona, 8th Cologne, 11th and 12th in Paris, 18th in Berlin, and the 22nd in Amsterdam. In January 2023, on the 7th and 8th, they'll be in Bangkok, 13th and 14th, Hong Kong. On the 20th, they'll be in Riyadh. And on the 28th, they'll be in Abu Dhabi. Taking February off, they'll be back on tour on March 4th in Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta on the 11th. On the 18th, they'll be in Kaohsiung. On the 25th, Manila. On May 13th, they'll be in Singapore. On June 10th and 11th, Melbourne. The 16th and 17th, Sydney. And 21st, Auckland. It should also be noted that this is just the first wave and they plan to announce more. And they haven't announced which specific venues yet. For us here in California, it's interesting that they only announce one date and only in L.A., but I think a lot of people have been speculating that this will be a in a bigger venue, like a stadium. Perhaps that's why they only did the one day as opposed to like two smaller venue days. So the pre-release single, Pink Venom, is set to debut on August the 19th. Yeah, this is crazy just looking at these dates. We're talking from October 2022 till June 2023, which is... It's a lot. That's a, and it says here and more. So you know they could be adding, in between or after shows. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a Blackpink year, twenty twenty three for sure. And I just want to say though, YG, please let this comeback be an album. Don't let it be a single. <laughs> let it let it be a mini album at least or something. I'm going to be very disappointed if it comes out and it's just, you know, Pink Venom and then the PUBG song. That's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be really bad. Two years for that. I'll be really bad. But so, um, but yeah, this tour, I mean, it's a lot of dates, a lot of opportunities. If it's on Ticketmaster, I'm pretty sure I won't get one. So <laughs> I might have to go to a different country to see them uh, you never know <laughs> maybe i'll go home to the philippines <laughs> yeah just looking at the dates it's just crazy how this is almost spanning a year yeah yeah no i'm looking at the dates and i see like there's there's like a few days in between and then you know they get a month off may only has one show but you know i yeah. mean Maybe February Hopefully. might be where the and more comes in, but we'll see. So that was Blackpink's world tour announcement. In the spotlight section, we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it's an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. Brent, what would you like to spotlight this week? So for this week, I'm going to spotlight Girls' Generation comeback or their comeback into the limelight in general you know so today is august 8th that they were recording and the physical copy actually comes out today their digital copy came out as we said earlier on the 5th so i'm waiting on those albums they're in the mail hopefully they get to me this week we'll, we'll see mm -hmm. but um yeah so i've actually did listen to the album a few times i've kind of waiting on my cd because i like to listen to it not to sound like an audiophile but <laughs> i technically have a room devoted to music so i have like my turntable connected to my preamp to my receiver to my to my two speakers so i like <laughs> to get the full experience and plus i'm buying the cd i might as well use it 
(laughs) Yeah, I have listened to the album and it's nostalgic in a way that, you know, what you expect from a girl's generation songs, but it's got that more kind of like modern and mature sound to it. Like, because obviously they've grown they're you know it's been five years since they last released music as a group so you know things have changed this album really is kind of i know they said they made it for the fans but it really is like if you're a fan of girls generation you're you probably just love it anyway but it's it's a real good song it's all the songs i think are really good there's two tracks on there that stood out to me it's called 17 and villain those two songs I heard him. I went back on repeat, heard him again. And I was like, these songs slap. Mm-hmm. These are great. I love these. <laughs> I love it. The album as a whole, it's real good. I feel like it's got that girl's generation feel without feeling dated. You know, it feels like an updated. It's kind of like, how would I say this? It's like a, it's like a food recipe that's been updated to modern taste kind of feel i know there's some people online talking about like charts and all that like can they can they regain the top of the charts and all that and i don't care (laughs) i don't think any of us really care any fans care like we're just happy that i mean you gotta think about it it's been five years since the group released anything most of them aren't even in SM anymore. So again, we got that challenge of getting everyone together to, you know, make this out. They didn't make a single, they made an album. So like scheduling must've been crazy for all eight of them. And so this is, this is quite a feat in, you know, just even just in scheduling terms. Again, that's, that's crazy. You got all eight of them to come back make an album they made a movie a music video and they even had their own like variety show for like a month and is it this week this week or next week they're actually gonna perform on like music bank on stuff so we're gonna see them perform on stage i also want to talk about update on soshi tam tam the show itself because i I did say last time that I was looking forward to it. I was going to watch all of it, and I did. So the show itself, it's um, it's nothing it's nothing we haven't seen. It's pretty much just different variety formats for six different episodes, really. But you're not really watching for that. You're watching for the girls and, like, their interactions. And the show is, it's fun. It's fun. It's funny. You get to see them and they're like, you know, their sister-like relationship. And, you know, you see them just relaxing kind of, you know, because usually when you see them, they're out promoting or on the red carpet. They're very, they're very glamorous. You know, they're all dolled up and whatnot and they have to represent. But here, you know, like what was in the second episode, they're out wearing their basically just bring sweats you know <laughs> and just chill it out and just teasing each other and just having fun and whatnot so but uh it's great 
I think everyone should watch it if they have time. I think it's six episodes, but they're pretty long. They're like an hour and a half each. So that's one thing. If you have the time, why not? You said hour and a you half? Know, it's an hour and a half for each episode. Yeah. Uh, they, they milk it. That's, that's time. <laughs> that's time on the clock. That's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's a bit of time, but you know what? Six episodes. If you're a fan, you probably already watched it. And um, I'm looking to see, looking forward to see what happens in the future, man. Will they keep going? Will we see a 20-year album? Man, we never know. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it's it was great seeing them all just coming back together for this release and stuff like that. Uh, it, the video, I was sort of like getting some feelings watching it because just like it was sort of showing them like how they are in their careers away from each other um being all thrown together as one the song itself uh it sort of felt like a commercial song or like some sort of um promotional song of some sort that it wasn't <laughs> like an ad yeah it sort of felt like that or like an for some reason the olympics song so it didn't really catch catch on my radar that way and i haven't had a chance to listen to the album i'm still slacking on catching up on albums even of like my favorite favorite favorites but it's great just seeing them all together again so that was girls generations comeback and tv show for my spotlight i wanted to come back to that concert that i mentioned earlier uh last week on the fourth i went to go check out luna with their luna the world tour specifically their san francisco stop this happened on the fourth at the midway san francisco Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure you guys heard, but Chu wasn't able to attend because of scheduling conflicts and whatever is going on with her lawsuit and stuff like that with the company. I've seen the girls before at KCON, but seeing them on a concert uh, kind of a venue thing, they looked great in person. Like I was just like sort of like jaw dropped at their visuals and everything like that. For the actual show, I was surprised that they played a couple of deep cuts it sort of felt like a detour from the actual show because obviously they had like some they had some breaks to sort of like do some costume changes and just give them a breather spoiler alert if you're going to the luna concert come um if you haven't gone to the luna concert yet uh here are some songs that they played that i said were some deep cuts uh for one thing my melody with yojin and hasul they played Lunatic by Odd Eye Circle. One of my favorite songs by them was You and Me Together, but it sort of didn't hit on a concert level that, even though it sort of got like that sort of funky sound to it, it's sort of like a little bit chill to be a concert piece. As always, they played some of their of their most recent hits, like So What, Why Not, Butterfly, and Paint the Town. I don't know I didn't like Paint the Town at first uh, because of the instrumental, but this song, it hits. It hits for me, especially watching it in person. It, it's great. But those are like the upsides of the show. But let's get to the downsides to it. There was a couple of problems that popped up during the show. Uh, for one thing, Jinsoul's mic was uh, goofing up in the first song that at the end of the night when they were like having their uh, thank you speeches, she was sort of like apologizing to the audience because she wasn't able to um, give her best performance because of those mic issues. I think it was just during the first song, but that really upset her. Um, this venue, it was overly packed. This was a like a like sort of bar, small stage kind of a venue. 
Uh, this is the same place that Dreamcatcher performed at, but comparing the two crowds, there was this was definitely a lot more packed because I arrived around the same time for both shows. The shows were supposedly starting at 7.30 each day, and I get there around like a little bit before 7, so about 30 minutes to show. I was able to go like maybe halfway between the back and the front of the stage during the Dreamcatcher show. This one, it was already like pretty filled out by the time I got there that I was already in the way back next to the door. But I sort of wanted to be there anyway just to sort of like put myself in like a more safer location. But even there in the back, it was super stuffy. It was hot. And there was just a lot of people that... I don't know how people in like the middle of the crowd were doing, but I think even... I've heard that at least one person um, passed out or something because of the conditions. But it didn't only affect the crowd, but you could see that the girls on stage were sort of uncomfortable, that they were like constantly fanning themselves during the um, talking segments. Apparently to like maybe a few songs in, like the second talking segment that they got to, they were saying that the stage was a little slippery. I think that's because of all of the... Um, heat inside and like the lack of ventilation because I think the AC wasn't even really working or if there was an AC at all but they weren't able to like go full out during the song so they were a little bit upset about that too bringing back to Mm -hmm. Jinsoul that she was even like sort of like just crying because of these like technical difficulties uh, near the end of this end of the show that uh, this also brings up another issue was that the crowd was a little bit rowdy that I, th- I I would think that a San Francisco crowd would be a little bit more tamed. Rowdy could be nice during the performances because you're cheering on, on the group. But it was a little annoying when they were sort of like yelling out while the girls were talking. Because I think even uh, when it got to Kim Lip during the initial intro. Because everyone's just like constantly cheering and yelling random stuff. Because I think they're also getting close to like where they were supposed to like have chew if she was there that they were like screaming like chew and stuff like that that Kim Love even had to like shush the crowd because she was talking dang yeah I think in general like the vibe of the show was a lot different from like what I saw from the LA show and even like the most recent Denver show I think they probably changed some of their uh between sets pieces because they would just like sit there and just uh talk to the crowd and like it it did feel a little awkward because it, it felt like they were unscripted in terms of like addressing the crowd because when it came to when I was watching some clips from the other shows, you, you could see them doing like a few corners like uh, they're doing like these little like dances to sort of like uh, hype up the crowd and other shows or do like sort of like agio stuff. But when it came to those segments uh, during uh, our show, they just come out and like talk a little bit and sort of like say like, oh, blah, blah, San Francisco and. That stuff that I think it was because it was just super hot that they didn't want to like sort of like exert too much energy. Yeah, it was sort of a mixed show because of the conditions, but it was nice seeing them in person and stuff like that. But it's just unfortunate that that kind of stuff happened that night. Yeah, I think a a little bit bigger venue would have been better. Mm -hmm. Probably something that they could spread out more and. Oh man, that's you know stuffy, hot, small, rowdy crowd. Oh man, come on, SF. Even the Dreamcatcher show. I guess it's mostly because there was less people. 
was it wasn't stuffy mm. at all like everyone could breathe i didn't need to move unless like people behind me were like breathing down my neck without masks on but they yeah. packed they packed that place that i was even able to right before the show started i got to go out to the merch line there was no one there because i think everyone else was like holding their spots uh during because it was ga but yeah mm-hmm. um it could have been better but i think they definitely could have done a bigger venue but I think a lot of people were just doing the midway because maybe it was cheaper or something because I see, I think I've seen a couple of tours coming up that um, were booking this place. So maybe it is just a common place to book for these quote unquote smaller shows. So that was Luna's Luna, the world tour at the San Francisco stop. Then the show, we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily K-pop. Brent, what would you like to recommend this week? So I'd like to recommend a movie that probably a lot of you might not even watch. So it's uh, called Prey. It's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can watch it. If you don't, get a trial. Go watch it. But it's uh, pretty much the newest movie in the Predator franchise. Mm. And the Predator franchise has not looked good in the past few. <laughs> I am a Predator apologist. I like this world. I like I like this creature. But, I mean, only half of them are actually pretty good. So, <laughs> I mean, the first Predator is good. The second one is a little weird, but it's still okay. Um the alien versus predator movies yeah i watched that one (laughs) and that was uh, oh not good (laughs) not good at all there was the actual then it it actually got good again with predator predators with adrian brody whatever Mm. um that that was the good one no one watched it like no one watched it but it was actually really good and before prey it was considered one of the better ones and then the last predator movie didn't with olivia munn people did not like that i was okay with it but this one this this is a predator movie like this is sci-fi horror alien it's great it's um i don't want to spoil it or anything but it's pretty much set in 1700s in like the northern americas and it revolves around this uh comanche tribe and this girl who's you know going through the trials of you know becoming a woman in this tribe and and so it's really it's like a it's basically a hunter versus hunter kind of movie so they like they tone down the predator because obviously if they if he had his laser weapon one and done so they (laughs) took that away he doesn't have that he doesn't have the laser which so you know they had to get so then they got a little creative with how he would use his weapons but he still has his cloning he still has his his big knife camouflage thing is still go camouflage he still has the camouflage i mean he has to it's not a predator movie without camouflage (laughs) so he still has that advantage but yeah they it's really good like um i don't want to like <laughs> i don't really want to spoil what this movie did is like what um fury road did with mad max mm. you know what i mean like it came back and it brought it to just this is what fans wanted like it 
it's just really it's really good man and uh again it's on hulu so if you have hulu go watch if you're if you're out of the usa it's on disney plus so go watch it and um oh i actually there's there's two audio tracks there's english and there's comanche i watched it in comanche and Whoa. yeah it's great it's really good did it look like it was like shot they, they, for Comanche or so, was it like dubbed? No, they, so they shot it in English with some Comanche, uh, but then they dubbed it in Comanche. But they edited it or they shot and edited it in a way like when they're speaking or the dub parts in Comanche. Um, you kind of don't see their mouth really. Uh, okay. So you don't, you don't get that what's it called what's the like term lip, like you don't yeah the lip weird whatever. lip sync mm-hmm. yeah so you don't get that so i watched it in convention i'm gonna watch it again in english to see how it is but yeah i mean it's a real good movie it's shot well like the um, the cinematography is really good the cgi is a little eh, meh but it's a streaming movie so what do you mm-hmm. expect so you know it's great i mean if you're if you're into sci-fi horror slasher-ish kind of movies, go watch Prey. And since you're already on Hulu, you might as well go check out my recommendation for the other week for uh, the Bear. Hey, I did. I started. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did that all <laughs> in one day. By the way, yeah, good recommendation. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because I started at work and then like I just like binged it on the way home. Oh man, but yeah, that that was a good yeah one. When you said that, I actually checked it out, and mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Nice. So that was Prey, and you could catch on Hulu. For my recommendation, I wanted to recommend The Hybe Picnic by The Game Caterers. You could catch us on YouTube. This features the Hybe groups, at least the ones that aren't BTS. And I think that's everyone except for, I guess, New Jeans wasn't really out in public yet. So this features Seventeen, La Seraphim, from Miss Nine, Tomorrow by Together, and Hypen, and the soloist Yi Hyun, Beiko, and Minhyun. It's just them just doing a lot of variety show stuff. They did sort of a staggered release. I think they did it in three weeks chunks that they did like the intro section, then they did like a whole like get your food section, do like a race thingy for getting gift cards and then they do and then they did a random play dance in the last week but it was pretty fun like i wasn't really there for the actual variety of it because at least for this pd uh i think he he did like the bts picnic before whatever whatever preceded this but he also did this one that was for um i think it's called like earth arcade or something that has my girl mimi and yujin and uh young g and this other like comedian girl the way he does his variety stuff just isn't that fun to watch it sort of feels slapdash a little bit but i was there Mm. for the interactions between the different groups and the members and stuff like that they're all sort of under one roof even though if you're at the same label just in general for anything i think usually groups don't usually see each other so something like a pledis with 17 and from us nine it's fun just seeing them together because they I don't think they see each other on the regular. Just all the fun stuff that you see. Uh, it was a fun thing, uh, especially if you like any of these groups. You don't have to like 
all of them. It, you could just like like one and have a good time, but luckily I like most of them already. Fun show, fun show. And I think they're all out now. There's also some bonus episodes, but you could catch that on the Game Caterers YouTube channel, and that's The Hype Picnic. There are three different episodes, I believe. So, but they all, all of them are together, like, or whatever, competing at the same time? Yeah, they're all together at the same time. Like, it's it's during the oh, course wow. of a full day. You can see that as the day progresses, you see, like, it's from almost morning time until, like, the sun going what? down already. But, yeah, they're all there. Uh, and it's surprising because, like, uh, the soloists, Ihyun, Beiko, and Minhyun, they sort of make their own, like, little team because... They're all sort of free agents because newest isn't around and the other guy's just a soloist. But yeah, they're all together yeah. and they're all interacting and that's crazy to see like, oh, like that's, even though they're all like yeah. under the same like roof or the same like umbrella, like you don't see like boys interacting with girls anymore or whatever, but no, no, no. It's, it's fun stuff. Oh, and... That's amazing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. I'm gonna check that out. They're all subbed too if you're uh highly on subs but they were like sort of staggered sub releases because for some reason i think uh hype content doesn't get subbed right away so that was the hype picnic by the game caterers and you can catch it on youtube before we get to promotions i'd like to thank you again brent for being on the show this week yeah thanks for uh having me back man it's, i'm always uh down for this to close out the show do you have anything to promote uh yeah um come follow me at uh brent x bear all one word um i'm on twitter and i'm on instagram mostly you know come follow me i don't post any selfies so don't worry about that i just post a lot of (laughs) random whatever so you can come follow me on that and uh you know come talk to me man i'm I'm lonely You can follow the podcast on all major social media at Idol Rumble. I'm also trying something new this week with the social media by posting the new releases and making playlists, YouTube playlists. And so you could sort of listen along um, while you're listening to the show. And so you could check it out without having to sort of decode what I'm saying, even though I'm sort of like posting the snippets of the of the show on social media too. You can follow the podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. You can help us out with leaving a five-star review on iTunes. You can catch my work at LobbyRumble.com where I like to write about all things pop culture. And you could expect another concert review in the near future. You can follow me on all major social media at InvincibleRob. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And that'll do it for this week's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Idol Rumble Podcast. (laughs) 